Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of the WrestleGetter Podcast. I am your host, The Heat. Chris, your wives and girlfriends have my number on speed dial because they love the way I 69 them Matthews. And as always, I'm joined by my man G-A, double R-E, double T. M-U-N-N-G Money himself, and we're also joined by the MVP, Jesus Christ himself, Carl Crossland. Thanks, guys, for having me on. <laughs> I'm no. laughing so damn hard for Chris's <laughs> opening that I can't even talk. The uh, the podcast has came a, a long way since I've been on. Uh, you guys now have uh, paid sponsors, <laughs> and people calling in. Uh, <laughs> So I'm just, you know, excited to be on now. Oh. And Chris has paid me 50 God. bucks to be here. <laughs> I never agreed to that. But I think Garrett's actually going to foot the bill for that one. I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. I got kids, man. <laughs> I got kids. Oh, man. So, yeah, how about that? How about that introduction? It's great, man. You got to do it on the, episode 20. You throw at me the double J last week. This week I hit you with that J.G. Joel Gertner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Quintessential stud muffin. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Joel, I'm harder than the tree that killed Sonny Bono Gertner. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I spent some time looking up Joel Gertner quotes today. So. <laughs> sure you did. Oh, sure you did. All right. So, as always, subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever app or website or streaming service you are listening to us on. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at WrestleGettingPod and on Twitter at WrestleGettingPod as well. But the only difference is the Twitter handle only has one D in WrestleGettin. Or... You can email us, and you can email us at askwrestlegeddon ask at gmail.com. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, criticisms, or if you just want to be a dick, chances are we probably won't answer. But if you're going to be a dick, I might answer back and be a dick myself. Right on. Anything else? No. Well, I think that's uh, all the housekeeping we need to do. All right. So... Yeah. Let's break it down into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 900 hulk Okay, so not a lot of news this week, really. But the biggest thing that is being talked about quite a bit is um, what's happening with Ring of Honor. Uh, seems to be a lot going on uh, between Joe Koff and Greg Gillen. Gillen, I don't know what the hell his name is, 
Um, but apparently they are two of the head bookers or the head owners, um, the head management, I guess, for Ring of Honor. Uh, basically, it all started when Kelly Klein, the Women of Honor champion, had spoke out against um, wrestler safety and um, pretty much was told that her contract was not going to be renewed, but they're also not going to release her from her contract as well. And Kelly Klein's contract is slated to the end at the end of this year. Um, so the biggest thing with that is with Kelly Klein being one of the top independent wrestlers um, pretty much in the sport right now, you probably would have to bet that WWE and AEW and even Impact are salivating to get Kelly Klein under their banner. Oh, yeah. For sure. Ain't no doubt about that. So hopefully she uh, lands somewhere where she can still be featured on a regular basis, as well as maybe one of those three are going to sign her when she's oh, done. Sure. It's, I think, um, it's going to be who's got the best money and who's going to do it first, I guess. I bet you she ends up with AEW over everyone else. When she uh, spoke out against wrestler safety, what was that all about? Uh, concussions, a couple other things. Because, I mean, like, wrestling is probably the unsafest uh, job you could probably do. Uh, she had um, spoke out against some safety issues. Um, apparently, she had a concussion, and she was being told that she had to wrestle, um, make her scheduled appearance on a European tour, oh, okay. um, which she ended up pulling out of from my understanding of a lot of stuff that I'd read. So, but um, all that too was followed up by Joey Mercury, who was uh, slandered by a fake account saying he was a racist and had like transcripts of text messages and stuff that they were posting on there. Really like weird stuff going on. Um, Joey had shared some text messages between himself and uh, Greg um, about titles not being put on specific wrestlers uh, for fear that they'll leave. Um, case in point, Marty Skrull. Um, they decided to take safe bets with the titles. Um, that's one reason why Matt Taven won the title when they wrestled at the Garden. Um, because they said basically that Matt Taven is not going to leave. He's already guaranteed that he's staying with Ring of Honor. Where Marty Skrull, we all know, more than likely, he's going to end up in AEW when his contract expires. At, uh, I think it's at the end of this year or a couple months in the next year. And one of the other text messages that uh, Joey Mercury had shared was um, Flip Gordon asking about why they're booking bigger venues when they aren't selling. And then Greg had responded and said, ask why Flip can't draw. So, yeah. Lots of weird shit going on in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Seems like it's on the decline, especially now that there's a lot more options than there was a few years ago on where the wrestlers could work and stuff. I, I really think that we are seeing the death of Ring of Honor, and it's a slow, painful, agonizing death. Which is, which is crazy, though, because I always thought like Impact would go down before Ring of Honor would. But. <laughs> We've all thought that. Yeah. For the, the past, like, <laughs> past, like, 10 years? 10, 12 years, 13 Jesus. years that Impact's been around. 
it's insane. Like impact is like that. It was like the Keith Richards of wrestling. And so. <laughs> <laughs> fucking never does. Never fucking dies. After the apocalypse, it's going to be Keith Richards, Impact Wrestling, and Cockroaches and Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're as we're doing this, we also have AEW Dark on the background, and um, Awesome Kong is wrestling. And I'm still kind of confused as to why they're featuring Awesome Kong on their YouTube show instead of putting her in an actual match on her on their main television show. Which may change this week. She may have a match on there tomorrow night. I don't know. Nobody knows, but... I doubt it. Brandy Rhodes is fucking hot. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh, from all the matches that I've seen of Awesome Kong lately, she kind of looks a little rusty. Uh, so maybe she's just trying to get back in the flow of things before she has like a high-profile uh, match. Yeah, I mean, when you're um, walking around a studio set as a welfare queen... Then you're gonna be a little rusty. <laughs> Alright, so that's pretty much all I've got for the news. Those are the big happenings in Ring of Honor. We're gonna break it down now with one of my personal favorite segments, the figure news. Alright, so we covered last week, was last week the Elite 75 Hurricane was revealed at Wrestle Wrestle Shop UK Live. Um, turns out that the Hurricane is going to be the chase figure in that set. So not only is he coming with a cloth good cape, he is going to have two figures in that set. So I'm pretty psyched about that. And those are going to be instant pre-orders for me as soon as Ringside puts them up. Um, Elite 72, uh, which includes Buddy Murphy, the Elite Becky Lynch with the man attire, uh, the new Velveteen Dream, Rey Mysterio, Batista, and Roddy. Roddy Strong, um, and Battle Pack 61 with the Usos, the Iconics, Daniel Bryan, and AJ Styles have been spotted in some Walmart stores. I actually saw Battle Pack 61 myself earlier today. Um, all of them but the Iconics, which is what I was looking for. And also, shipping and in stock from Ringside Collectibles is Elite 73, which has Kyrie Sane, Alistair Back. Alistair Black, Triple H, Grand Metalik, which is the chase for that line, and Elias. Basic 103, which includes the first ever Matt Riddle figure. Uh, Kofi Kingston, AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, and Becky Lynch in the man t-shirt. And the WrestleMania 36 elites with the Build-A-Figure Danny Davis. Uh, Kofi Kingston, Mick Foley, Booker T, and Matt Hardy. So that is your news and your figure news for this week. We're going to take a short break. And we're going to hit you with some recaps from SmackDown, TakeOver, Survivor Series, and Raw. So stick around. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and to give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. 
All right, we are back. So, let's get in the ring. So let's break down the go home show SmackDown. Uh, so we start off SmackDown uh, kind of with a big like town hall meeting at the beginning of the show. Everybody trying to knows that Raw and NXT are going to come and this and that and the third. Um, we get Sasha coming to the ring and with all the team, team SmackDown and calls out whoever wants to come out. Um, which ends up leading to Charlotte and Team Raw coming out, and then Ripley with a bunch of NXT people coming out. Uh, it sets up a match with Sh Sasha, Charlotte, and Ripley, which Ripley ends up taking the win by pinning Sasha. Um, pretty solid match between the three. Um, after the match, though, um, basically a Team Raw and Team SmackDown beat the shit out of each other. As Team NXT laughs at the front of the on the stage, which was pretty funny to me. <laughs> uh, I mean, like literally, like Ripley and all of them are literally laughing at them for beating the shit out of each other. This is quite great. Um, we get uh, Sami Zayn gives Nakamura a new in Intercontinental Title. I rather like it. Kind of had mixed feelings about it between all the three of us. Uh, I probably like it the most, I think, between the three of us. I didn't like it at first, like, but the more I see it, the more the, the uh, design kind of grows on me. And it does, it kind of looks a little bit like the Cruiserweight title um, and a mix of like some of the other NXT titles. It's not bad, it's better than um, the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, the Women's Championships. Is definitely leaps and bounds better than the 24-7 title, which seems to have disappeared. But we'll uh, talk about that when we do Raw. But um, it's not bad. It could be worse, but it's not bad. Nah, I think it's pretty bad. Uh, just looking at it now, the first time I saw it, and it kind of sucks. It doesn't look like a professional wrestling title. The whole thing sucks. The whole thing sucks. <laughs> just, just sucks. I don't know why it sucks. It just sucks. No, it, it, I mean it's just, just it doesn't look like sucks. a wrestling title. It looks like more of like something you see in like the UFC or something. That's probably what Fox wanted. Well, yeah, 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 of course it, it was. Screw uh, history. We want it to look like this. Yeah. Uh, after all that, though, we got a match between New Day and Heavy Machinery versus Undisputed Era, with Undisputed Era getting the win. Um, it was what it was, a match. Um, we get a segment, Daniel Bryan tries to call out Bray Wyatt, uh, The Miz interrupts him, they have this big, like... Scuffle between the two, them back and forth with words, which leads them into a match, uh, which ends up going to a no contest. Um, during the match, I think Daniel Bryan like threw Miz into the ring apron, and he went into the corner doing 
Like he wanted to do the yes chance, but he really didn't. And then like you see the lights go out and the mid lights come back on to this red light. Of course, we get the red light that we all hate. And uh, Miz is gone, but the Fiend is where the Miz was. And uh, the Fiend puts him in the uh, mandible claw and just chokes him out and laughs the entire time. The Fiend is a goddamn magician. Yeah. That is for sure. Um, we get a sec- little segment with Shayna. Um, she calls out Bailey because Bailey was talking trash earlier in the show. And as usual, Bailey can't keep her word because she just attacks her from behind. But Shayna ends up beating the shit out of her, which I was cool with anyway. So, yeah. This whole NXT invasion, like. I was not the biggest fan of Shayna to begin with. I think she looks like a pit bull or she looks like Possessed Ray from Ghostbusters 2. Um, but throughout this whole thing, I actually became more of a fan of Shayna. I, yeah. She's definitely, the more I've watched her and her matches, like I, I've definitely started to like her a bit more. I, she's okay. And but um, the invasion, unlike, yes. Unlike Ronda Rousey, you know, her four horsewoman counterpart, Shayna actually has put in the work before, you know, coming to WWE as part of NXT, um, being trained, of course, by Mercedes Martinez, working with Mia Yim on the independent scenes. So Shayna's no no slouch when it comes to in-ring ability. And she definitely leaps and bounds better than what Ronda was. Is, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then in the last match, the main event, we saw Reigns and Ali and Shorty G. Get no, Mustafa Ali. They I'll gave him his first name back. I'm sorry, Mustafa <laughs> Ali. They got beat by Corbin Rude and Ziggler. I don't remember who got the pin on that. But then after the match, uh, we get this enormous brawl take place, which we got to see NXT come in with the big DX truck, which made all of our days. Uh, it was pretty cool Um, and then after Smackdown went off air uh, they had a little snippet with DX apparently destroyed Corbin which I don't know all what happened I just kind of read a little bit about it Um, but yeah I did see that Uh, basically Corbin was in the ring he's like I survived everyone I outlasted everyone blah 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 this that and the third so you know Michaels, Hunter, and Road Dog hit the ring, and they like tell Corbin, like, yeah, you're a survivor. We think you're awesome. All this, that, and the third. Like, we want you to join DX. And then, you know, they go into the whole spiel, and then, like, they're getting ready to do, you know, the let's get ready to suck it thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, Road Dog starts juking and jiving on uh, um, Corbin, and then he gets a super kick, then it gets a pedigree, and then Michaels does the, uh, if you're not down with that, suck it thing and then it just goes to black awesome it was, it was quite entertaining but not as entertaining as Saturday night with war games cause no one says it better than Regal no one says anything better than Regal especially you know when he's talking about Umaga and he's like Umanga <laughs> Jesus <laughs> oh when he calls people Lord. princess or sunshine William Regal is awesome. He he's quite awesome. 
another talent that was never given like even a brief world title run is one man that truly deserved something in that aspect. Who's that? Regal. Regal. Yeah, yeah. Especially later in his WWE run, he could have he could have ran with at least the world heavyweight title on SmackDown for a little bit. I mean, hell, they gave it to JBL. Hell, they gave it to Regal. Fucking Jack Swagger. Jake Hager. Jake Hager now. Uh, undefeated in MMA. <laughs> yeah, undefeated in MMA, my ass. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake Bitch Hager. Jake Bitch Hager. <laughs> All right. So let's get into war games. So we open up the show with the women's first ever women's war games match, uh, which was Team Ripley versus Team Baszler. Uh, Mia Yim was taken out before the match, which has to do to. Of course, Jim's injury that she suffered during the ladder match um, two weeks ago for the advantage in the women's war game match. Um, but she was replaced by Dakota Kai, who Tegan Knox had uh, went to bat for to get her in as part of the team and Ripley approved it. So, you know, it's pretty cool to see Dakota, you know, get added to that team, which, you know, initially she was, then she was taken off and replaced by, by him to begin with. So... Uh, hell of a match. Hell of an opener. Like, everything that you would expect NXT to put out, especially NXT NXT's women's division, which is hands down the best women's division in professional wrestling right now. Yeah, I'd say. You're right. Yeah. But, um, we get partway through the match. Um, we're down to the last four. Is last four or less? It was last Last three. three. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was Dakota, Knox, and then Baszler was left because yep. Baszler's team had the advantage. So um, we get down to the last three, which is which is Kai, Knox, and Baszler left in the cages on the outside. Um, Dakota Kai is the next one in, and uh, she's like ready to go, ready to prove herself to Ripley and you know the rest of the NXT universe. Then out of nowhere, she just destroys. Tegan Knox. So I know Garrett saw it coming. I did? I didn't really see it coming. I was kind of taken by surprise. I thought, you know, I, know Dakota was just going to go in there and, you know, like rip shit up in that match and, you know, just to prove everyone wrong. But no, she straight up turned on, turned on Team Ripley, turned on her best friend, which is always the best friend that they turn on. You know, case in point, Candace and EO. So. Yeah. I just want to say that uh, Garrett always sees the girls coming. <laughs> <laughs> when he's standing outside their window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. And he has those videos available <laughs> for you as well. You can meet him. <laughs> at an undisclosed location, just email askwrestlegadden at gmail.com and Garrett will respond to you and he'll sell you those videos for $20. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Have you thought about uh, starting like the WrestleGadden like, Pornhub account? <laughs> for, uh, first, uh, post could be just Garrett jerking off to... Uh, <laughs> The sunny days or sunny nights oh or whatever. Oh God! With the sunny's poor nose are gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. 
Oh, that's great. Okay. So, um, Team Ripley ended up women winning the War Games match. Um, Shane had brought some handcuffs in, trying to handcuff Ripley, but um, Ripley had uh, got the cuffs on Shayna while she was in the submission hold and then just beat the shit out of Shayna while they're handcuffed together and Ripley picked up the pin. So, pretty much the only two members for Team Ripley that were in the ring were Candice LeRae and Ripley. Mm-hmm. They defeated Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler, um, Kaylee Ray, Bianca Bell, and Bianca Belair. You got four women that are not slouches in NXT and NXT UK's women's division, but you know Rhea Ripley's a badass, and like and Candice, Candice is hardcore. So, but it was a hell of an opener. Uh, what else happened? We had the triple threat match for number one contender. Uh, winner of this match will go on to Survivor Series to take on Adam Cole, Bebe, for the NXT title. Uh, Pete Dunne defeated Damian Priest and Killian Dane, which was a, another great matchup. Um, God, there's NXT just delivers on every single level, like every compared to main roster level. counterparts. So. Every match like delivers, and this this was no no exception. No, great matchup. Um, Finn Balor defeated Matt Riddle, which another amazing matchup as well. Um, you saw Riddle hit a spear, hit a jackhammer, um, and of course the crowd starts chanting, "Riddle, Riddle." <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, that was great. It was a great segment. Um, great sequence of events leading to the end of that matchup. Of course, Finn hitting 1960 um, for the win. Uh, men's War Games. Team Ciampa taking on the Undisputed Era. Uh, Team Ciampa, of course, was made up of Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Donovan Dijakovic with a mystery partner. Um... Who turned out to be none other than Kevin Owens. And that crowd went ape shit when Owens came out. Um, yeah. Ape shit was crazy. absolutely nuts. I don't think any of us saw it coming. No. no I was banking on Velveteen Dream because that made the most sense. Um, but I guess he's still injured. So, but it, that was the, the most sense. was Velveteen Dream. Yeah. He's had the most issues with it. And the other one I was thinking about, too, that we haven't seen in a while was Kushida. They came to me while I was watching this matchup. They're like, oh, well, he's here. I was like, man, what if they got Kushida to do this? Yeah. Like, that would be pretty awesome. But, would have been, for sure. So, but um, the end of that match, um, saw Champa pin Cole um, after he sent him through a set of tables. Um, that was just insane. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the last few minutes of it was literally... All of Undisputed Era getting put through different tables throughout the two rings. <laughs> like, it was it was great. It was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, so there, we move on to Survivor Series. Um, kickoff show for Survivor Series. Um, we had Ziggler and Rude winning a tag team battle royal, which will give Raw the first win of the night. Smackdown. SmackDown. My bad, SmackDown. They got moved to SmackDown. Um, Leo Rush defeated 
uh, Kalisto and Tazawa, which will give NXT the first one of the night. And the Viking Raiders over Undisputed Era and the New Day in the triple threat match um, amongst the tag team champions. Why the hell did they put this on the pre-show? My question, exactly. I mean, I'm honestly surprised that they had this on the pre-show and didn't do like Adam Cole and Pete Dunn on the pre-show. Did you think they would have done that? But, but I'm kind of glad they didn't. So, yeah. Um, main show, we start off with the Women's Survivor Series match, uh, which, of course, was won by Team NXT, um, who, of course, was at a disadvantage again because EO and Candice. Candice um, left, like, or take it, walked out, um, still suffering and selling injuries from the previous night from War Games, um, which they officially were never eliminated. Um, they did end up coming back towards the end of the match uh, when it was just down to uh, Ripley and Sasha. Yeah. Um, at any point in time, Ripley could have tagged in Yo or Candice. But wasn't it? So, I think it was Candice interfe- like got in the ring and was like distracting the ref as Io hit. Yeah. Sasha with her finisher. Yep. And then Ripley hit her with hers and then Pender. Yep. So, so hey, W's a W. And NXT picked up that W. So. Yep. So that put NXT up two to one against um two to one to one against the other two brands. Um then we had a triple threat match with the mid card titles, which was Roderick Strong, the North American champion, uh, Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion, and AJ Styles, the US champ. Which, as we predicted, was the match of the night. Absolutely. Phenomenal matchup. These dudes put in work. And it showed. Um, Of course, NXT, Roderick Strong picked up the win um, with this matchup. After uh, Styles had pretty much done all the work on Nakamura. Uh, Styles hits the uh, phenomenal forearm. Goes to pin Nakamura. Roddy throws him out of the ring. And then picks up the the 1-2-3 on Shinsuke. Awesome. So there you go. NXT up three to one to one. And going into this, we all figured that NXT would have got buried and they would have, you know, did a clean sweep again last year, like they did last year with Raw. But nope. Um, after that match, we get the NXT Championship title match between Adam Cole and Pete Dunne, which was another great matchup. And Adam Cole, of course, retained. Both guys um, selling injuries from the previous night, so it was pretty cool to see that. But um, We also had the Universal Championship match with The Fiend defending against Daniel Bryan. Um, the Fiend, of course, did pick up the win over Bryan, um, but is the Yes Movement back? I don't know. Has it, the Yes Movement returned? It may have. It may. It may. But we'll find out more Friday night. Yes, we will. And God, can they get rid of the fucking red light? Yeah, it's bad. Just, it's so bad. I always uh, loved red lights. I'm uh, sure you do. Usually that's where you find the whores. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, no, but no, I hate the red light. It's fucking it's so it's, stupid. It's, stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's worked for nobody ever. Well, the only whore you're gonna find under that red light is probably gonna be Lana. Then ain't nobody going near that. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, terrible, 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 terrible. Yep. Uh, so we had the uh, men's Survivor Series match, which was won by Team SmackDown. 
which uh, gives SmackDown their second victory of the night. Um, it was still a great matchup. Like, all these matches were great. Um, we had... Uh, came down to Keith Lee and Roman Reigns in the men's SmackDown. And Keith Lee, phenomenal talent to begin with, came out of this matchup looking like a fucking superstar. And it's it's insane. Like, the you know, Lee pinned Rollins. It came, the last three was Seth Rollins, Keith Lee, and Roman Reigns. Keith Lee pinned Seth Rollins and eliminated Raw from the matchup. And, of course, Roman hits a spear, Superman punches, you know, the, the standard Roman Reigns finish to any matchup, and, you know, Roman picks up the win for Team SmackDown. Uh, then we get a fist bump of respect at the end between Roman and Lee. Uh, Roman had made some comments after Survivor Series saying, yo, Keith Lee, you know, I'll see you again, big man. So I'm kind of kind of looking forward to seeing these two guys actually have like a one-on-one matchup somewhere down the line. And apparently after this, Vince McMahon has um, set into motion some pretty big plans for Keith Lee. So Keith Lee's awesome. Keith Lee is awesome. We all need to bask in Keith Lee's glory. Yes, we do. Uh, and now the at the last two matches of the night, and this is where it falls off. Brock Lesnar over Rey Mysterio, and what was supposed to be a no holds barred match. Um, Dominic had come out and tried to help out his dad, but really didn't do shit. Um, the match lasted like six minutes, and it was just pointless, stupid. Maybe they should have put this match on the fucking pre-show when that triple threat tag match to the main show. We can't do that, though, because, you know, Brock Lesnar's box office, you know, he's who everybody wants to see on the on the show. Nobody gives a shit about bitch Lesnar. And Rey Mysterio came out there looking like Blink the Clown to begin with, and it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the cosplay uh, tights. From I mean, anybody, like not just Rey Mysterio, but like some of them, like like some of Rey Mysterio's ring attire have actually been pretty good. Like yeah. when he does like the the superhero inspired ones. Uh, yeah, I don't like the Flash. I didn't like the Flash. Uh, <laughs> I like the his Joker. Batman one. I like the Batman. Eh, one. Yeah. I, I just not a fan of it. Like I like to keep. Uh, he came out doing um the cape thing. He was Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Is what he's supposed to be. Yeah. But immediately, I think I'm the only one that thought, oh, he's. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Everyone else is like, why the fuck is Mysterio dressed as Doink the Clown? This <laughs> is what I fucking said when I seen it. <laughs> Doink's back out or back from the dead? Like, somebody call Matt Bourne. Resurrect him with that Ouija board. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, this match literally, it was just a waste. I don't know if it was supposed to go longer and just, you know, they caught it, but it, it didn't. Yeah. Um, main event. Um, first time ever women main eventing Survivor Series, if I recall correctly. Uh, Baszler taking on Becky and Bailey in the Triple Threat Women's Championship, Women's Champion match. Um, and this is where NXT secures the win as Baszler chokes out Bailey. And then after the match, Becky beats down Baszler and then poses on the announce table or some shit like that. So, yeah. But, uh, so, NXT picking up the win on Survivor Series total. Is this to combat AEW? 
Absolutely. It's uh makes me sad that you know they could have done this with uh, WCW when they bought WCW, but uh, I guess the powers that be at the time didn't want to have a proper like invasion angle and give uh, WCW the upper hand and whatnot, but. Another thing, too, with that whole invasion angle, like, Vince was not a fan of elevating any talent that wasn't produced by WWE. Yeah. And he's still not. Like, it takes a lot to get someone like an AJ Styles or, or even, like, Booker T. Look how long it took Booker T to win, like, a, a major title in WWE. Yeah, that's true. You know? It's because he wasn't a homegrown talent. But... Yeah, so from there we roll into Monday Night Raw. Uh, we kick off the show again with a town hall meeting. Uh, Seth Rollins pretty much runs down the entire locker room, tells everyone they suck, um, that they lost because of you know whatever, like they weren't fighting hard enough, some shit like that. Um, everyone leaves. Owens is the last one standing. Owens hits Seth with a stunner. Um, and I believe this was the start of Seth Rollins' heel turn Monday night. So, yeah. Heel Rollins is the best Rollins. Yes. Much better than face Rollins. Uh, let's see. What else noteworthy? Um, AOP destroyed Hawkins and Ryder. So, AOP's first match back. Um, they always seem to shaft the major brothers. Uh, Matt Hardy returns, taking on Buddy Murphy. Uh, great to see Matt Hardy back um, out of that free agent status. So it looks like Matt Hardy is now officially part of the Raw roster. Uh, after this, we had, well, before this match, uh, Alistair was doing a his come pick a fight with me bullshit in the back again. Um, basically called out Buddy Murphy because last week Murphy knocked on the door and walked away. As it took Alistair too long, like he was an old lady getting up out of her chair, going to answer the door for the paper boy. By the time he gets there, Murphy's like halfway down the hallway. Um, so Murphy calls out Black, Black comes out, and then they just takes out Buddy Murphy and all that fun stuff. Murphy tries to get back in the ring and then backs down. So. And Alistair Black, honestly, should have been on the Raw Survivor Series team. There's one thing that I had in my notes that I forgot about was um, the wristbands, the armbands that Team Raw was wearing. Why do it look like they're trying to steal people's Pokemon? Yeah, they did have Team Rocket things on there, didn't they? The, like a big R. They look like the fucking Team Rocket. <laughs> like trying to take Ash's damn Pikachu. Like, <sighs> yeah. Stupid. <laughs> um what else happened? Anything else noteworthy? Um, we had AJ Styles was supposed to take on Umberto Carrillo um, for the U.S. title. OC beats down Umberto before the match even starts. Uh, Ricochet comes out, and then Styles runs out. Ricochet called him a terrible superhero because he was too late. Um, this prompts uh, McIntyre and Mysterio to come out, and we get a fatal four-way for number one contender. Winner of that match immediately takes on AJ Styles, who was more than willing to pick the bones out of someone who just wrestled three other guys. Uh, so Mysterio picked up the win. And then immediately Mysterio takes on AJ Styles. These two matches back-to-back 
were the matches of the night for Monday Night Raw. A lot of amazing segments. Uh, there's an awesome segment with them in the corner uh, where McIntyre was down in the tree of woe position, pulled himself up and hit like a suplex, like German suplex and someone else on top rope. So it was like this big, like kind of tower of doom type thing, but it looked pretty awesome. Um, Mysterio is your new United States champion, um, but couldn't do it without Orton's help. So I'm assuming we're going to get a program with uh, Orton and Styles. And the biggest question I have coming out of this, is this WWE's way of saying, hey, thanks for letting Brock kick your ass last night. Here's the U.S. title. Probably. We, we don't want you to be you know, WWE champion, but you know here's, here's the United States title. So. But uh, yeah, Jeez. pretty much what it is. Uh, main event of Raw. Was uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Um, KO won by disqualification as he got beat down by AOP. Um, they turned their sights to Rollins. Rollins was ready for the fight. Then they just kind of stepped aside and left the ring. And we ended with Rollins curb stopping KO again. <laughs> so that is your weekly recaps of those shows. Um, AEW did announce their weekly rankings. And uh, if you guys want to. Run through the weekly rankings for AEW. Who's on top? Who's on bottom? Who's in the middle? All right. Who ain't getting a title shot anytime soon? I ain't getting a title shot no time soon. And it's probably Sonny Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, 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 Joey Janela. I think he's only had like one win since he's been with the company. Peter Avalon. <laughs> now, no, I think Orange Cassidy should be number one on this list. He hasn't lost yet. Well, he's had one he doesn't want a match yet. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't his fault. They don't put it in a match. It's not his fault. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, the men's division, uh, obviously your champion uh, being Chris Jericho. Um, first person in line is Pac with a 4-1-1 one, and one singles record. Pac, it's... The bastard Pac. I don't give a fuck. I ain't calling him the bastard Pac. Bastard. I ain't calling him the bastard. He should change his name. He should just be the bastard. <laughs> yeah. That'd probably be better. You little bastard. Um, Moxley is second with a 3-0-1 singles record. Um, Cody Rhodes is third with a 3-1-1 singles record. Oh. As we've been talking, how can he be in that if we don't know if he actually lost since well, they haven't talked about it? Well, the other thing with Moxley is like half his matches have been unsanctioned to begin with. So, man, he'd be like way above number one if like most of his matches were sanctioned. Yeah, he'd be but five and, he'd be what, five and one? Five and one? Probably. Yeah. Uh, Hangman is fourth with a four and three singles record. And Kenny Omega is fifth with a three and two singles record. So yeah, that's your men's men's division standings. Oh yeah, uh, women's division. Uh, of course, your champion is the fabulously uber talented. Not in this position because she was trained by Kenny Omega, Riho. <laughs> oh man, I gotta think of that shirt. 
Um, and so um, Sheeta, who picked up the win over Britt Baker last week, um, that kind of bumped her up to the number one spot with a three and one uh, singles record. Britt Baker, number two with a three and two. Uh, Sakura with a one and one singles record. And Nyla Rose with two and three. And Allie with one and one to two singles <laughs> record. Yeah. Oh, poor Allie. Poor Allie. I didn't realize she's had like three matches so far. I thought she's only had like two. All right. And our tag team division with our champions being SCU. Which is probably hands down the best tag team division in the Hall of Wrestling. Yes. Yes, AEW's tag team division is definitely more focused and more featured than anyone else's. Um, but speaking of SCU, how is... I think we talked about this last week. How the hell is Scorpio Sky getting a title match with Chris Jericho this week? Because Chris Jericho gave him the title shot. He didn't ask for it. I'm pretty sure that Scorpio Sky said he didn't want it. But Jericho insisted. That is true. Yeah. That so it's Jericho's so I'm fault. I'm assuming yeah, like, if you're a champion, you can like give a title shot to whoever you'd like to give a title shot to. So apparently there's nobody in charge over there. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but our tag team division, like I said, SCU being champions, uh, number one in, in line are the Lucha Bros with a four and three tag team record. Uh, the Young Bucks are number two, also with a four and three tag team record. Um, obviously, they're below the Lucha Bros. Because I think they're uh, individual standings. Yeah. Are what they're looking at, too. Because individually, um, Phoenix and Pentagon have a better singles record than Matt and Nick do. Or overall record. No. Got you. Uh, Private Party is third with a 4-4 four, four tag team record. Uh, Santana and Ortiz, whatever their gay-ass name is, Proud I'm never going to call it that. Is that their actual name? Fucking... Proud and powerful. With a two and one tag team record and our favorite team, the Dork Order. Yeah. With a three and two tag team record. That's the stupidest Because they're fucking stupid ass whatever fucking <laughs> garbage they wanna call the themselves. Dork order. The Dork Order. Alright, so that is going to wrap up our weekly recap segment. Uh, we will return in just a little bit. Uh, we've got a new segment we're going to do. It's called Push Fire Berry. Uh, of course, we got this week's trivia and some Q&A. Not to be confused with TNA. Just well, the Q&A. Just, just the Q&A. <laughs> we shall return. Hey, WrestleGoodin Podcast. Are you a fan of old school WWF, but you don't want to give that millionaire Vince McMahon any more money? Well, lucky for you, I owned a VCR back in the 90s. And recorded every pay per view. Each tape is $15.99. And we can meet up at the Mayflower on 15501. Hit me up on Facebook, Will Jeffrey. I still got vape juice. Alright, and we are back. So, we're going to start off um, with a new segment. It's called Push, Fire, or Bury. So basically what we've done is we have a list of talent, um, active talent from whatever roster, so whether it be Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, AEW, WWE, NXT. Um, We've compiled a list. Uh, We're going to pick three names off this list at random. 
Um, of course, we have the randomizer that's going to do that. So each one of us is going to get three. And what we are going to do is obviously pick one who we're going to push, um, who will be like the, the main, who we feel would be the main star of our company. Um, if we're running this company, who we're going to bury. So basically who's going to be our Dwayne Gill of the company and who we're going to fire. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory. So, all right. So we will get the first three and we'll have the MVP himself. I'll have the honors of going first. popping this cherry. All right. So here we go. So we got Pete Dunn as the first one. Mm-hmm. Random, random, random. Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho. All right. Not too bad. It's pretty solid right now. And Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins. So push, bury, fire. All right. Um, all people don't notice about me, but uh, I'm a big fan of Chris Jericho. Uh, and the reason why I'm a fan of Chris Jericho is because he's pretty tough. In fact, he's so <laughs> tough that you could stra strap a barrel of tokens on his back and he can run through ticket keys. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna push. Uh, I'm gonna push. Uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, I will uh, fire uh, Pete then, and I will uh, bury. Uh, Seth Rollins, just because uh, I don't like Seth Rollins, uh, <laughs> so I would love watching him lose uh, every single time he, he wrestles. Uh, okay. Carl doesn't like Seth Rollins cosplay tights. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of fire. <laughs> Alright. Oh, so there we go. So <laughs> Carl is going to push Chris Jericho, <laughs> Barry Rollins, and fire Pete Dunne. <laughs> All right, so let's uh let's randomize it again. Of course, if we get a duplicate, we will uh, re-randomize. So first one for G Money is Marty Skrull, villain Marty Skrull. Cody Rhodes, ooh, we got two members of the Elite. Ooh, how are we gonna do that? And AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. Whoa, that's a tough oh, lid. Look at that. Bullet Club. Damn. Straight Bullet Club on that one. Woo. Yeah, thank you on this one. <laughs> that is, that's tough. You know, he's a WWE fanboy, so. <laughs> <laughs> nah, AJ Styles is pretty good, though. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire Cody Rhodes. Okay. Okay. Not that I dislike Cody Rhodes. It's just I think between the the three, I think uh, he's my least favorite. I think I would bury AJ Styles. Bury AJ Styles. 
and oh. push Marty's girl. So you would, so let me get this straight. So you would rather see AJ Styles lose every night, even though you like him, rather than well. Let me fire ask you this: him? Would you would you not like to watch somebody lose every night, but put on the best show you ever see in a losing effort? That's what you gotta think about. So, so you want AJ Styles to spend more time on the canvas than Rembrandt? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is your decision. Maybe you don't have to like it. You just have to be here to listen to it. Whole thing sucks. <laughs> I lost my job. I'm out on the lawn with my laptop. Did you lose your smile too? I lost my smile. Call Shawn Michaels. You know, so I get smiles back. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> All right, let's let's hit that randomizer and see who I gets. No wonder yes. Okada. <laughs> right. Kevin Owens. So not looking good so far. In that Drew McIntyre. Okay. Um I'm actually a fan of all three of these guys, so that's kind of a it's gonna be a tough one, but um I'm going to bury Drew McIntyre because God knows he's been there before as part of 3MB. <laughs> um, I will fire Owens and push Okada. Can't believe you're doing Owens like that, man. After all he that's, did for that, wrestling. That's coming from someone who doesn't even know who Okada is. <laughs> <laughs> Push the rainmaker. You gotta push the rainmaker. <laughs> oh, Current God. IWGP heavyweight champion Okada. So, yeah, that was that was a good segment. That was fun. Yeah. So, push, fire, bury. Awesome. Um. So let's get into our Q and A. What? 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 Okay, so we had a um, we had some audio stuff sent in. Um, <laughs> we're gonna pause here for a second, and we're gonna insert the audio clip. Hey, this is Skateboard Kid Thirty Three. I got a question for you. When are you gonna stop hating on goddamn Darby Allen? You fucking sacks of shit. He's one of the greatest wrestlers of goddamn all time, and you wanna fucking hate on him? God damn. Fucking piss me off, okay? You wanna know why he wears short shorts and his sister's tights? It's cause he was living out of his fucking car, okay? The kid had some hardships. He wanted to be a fucking professional skateboarder, but he sucked at it, alright? And he had to fucking go with his second choice of being a professional wrestler in life. God damn. Shit. All you wanna do is hate on the kid. Man, the coffin drop is like the best move ever. But no, you want to sit around and drink White Claw and watch fucking NXT. Fuck you both, man. Fucking pisses me off that you want to hate on Darby Allen all the goddamn time. I tune into this podcast and you're fucking hating on him. Oh, you don't like his fucking face paint. Oh, you don't like his fucking shorts. 
Oh, you don't like his tight. Oh, you don't want you don't like his kick-ass movie coffin drop. Well, guess what? Fucking Hurricane Helms sucks, okay? And fucking Becky Lynch has a goddamn dick, okay? Is that what you want to hear? Becky Lynch has a fucking dick. Shit. And I'm pissed me the fuck off, and I'm fucking just tired of this shit. Okay, so, um, I don't really know how to react to, uh, Skater Kid 3383. Fucking Christ, man. <laughs> Apparently, we do nothing but sit here and drink White Claw and watch NXT. <laughs> And apparently Becky Lynch has a dick. I mean, I guess she does say she's a man, so I guess it's a possibility. I know. To, to be honest, guys, like I don't think y'all have been fair on uh, Darby Allen. Oh my fucking goodness! Listen uh. to me. Darby Allen can go back to his fucking sister's closet and find some more tights and <laughs> short ass pants. That he can keep in the trunk of his car, because apparently, according to Skater Kid, he lives in his car. <laughs> <laughs> so all he's got is his car, his skateboard, his sister's shorts, and tights. Jesus. And the coffin drops the best move ever. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Skater Kid. Nobody gives a fuck about Darby Allen. You're probably the only one. <laughs> so go fuck yourself. Get out your mom's basement. Go get a life. Go get some sun. Because you probably look as white as Darby Allen's fucking half-painted face. <laughs> yeah, loser, dickhead, bitch. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty hard. Harsh words for the, the fan base, man. Come on. Man. I think the kid was making good points. Now, <laughs> kid's a bitch. <laughs> Uh, So that was a little audio thing that we had sent in. Um, Apparently, we need to stop hating on Darby Allen. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got any other questions? Uh, No, I think anything at all. Nobody wants to know why Becky Lynch has a dick. Nothing. (laughs) No, I think we're good. Okay. I know is scary kid. We'll talk about the Heat's favorite wrestler. Yeah, never, never say an unkind word about the hurricane. Never, ever. You never talk, know. You can talk about three count all you want, but just <laughs> <laughs> you don't make fun of the hurricane. Because you never know when a hurricane's coming. No, through. we'll talk about three count either. Three <laughs> count was the shit too. So <laughs> <laughs> Up until they added Tank Abbott, then it kind of went downhill. But those matches they had with the Young Dragons. Those ladder matches, freaking amazing. And, uh, and it wasn't because of Evan Courageous. It was because of the Hurricane and Shannon Moore. Evan Courageous can suck a dick. Uh, Garrett, uh, you are the only one of the, on the panel here tonight that's been close to uh, Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah. I think uh, you may have had your arms around her at some point. Did you Damn feel it. a bulge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I did not. I didn't get that can, close. Can you confirm? Because I'm not a pervert. Uh, uh, so no, I cannot confirm. Yay or nay? Not con- cannot she's confirm a nor deny. Or nor deny. deny. <laughs> she may have a penis down there. I can do it. Um, it's not likely, but it's, it's possible. I bet you Seth Rollins like strap on backdoor sex. <laughs> Oh, 
goodness gracious. <laughs> he had to find someone that's more of a man than he was. <laughs> okay. Um, so, let's get into the trivia. Uh, last week's trivia question was a little bit of Survivor Series theme trivia question. And that question was, who was not a member of Doink's? Was it 94 Survivor Series team? And we can't confirm it wasn't Rey Mysterio, right? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> uh, the names you had to pick from were uh, Wink, Pink, Dink, or Sink. Um, if you guessed Sink, you are correct. So go ahead and give yourself that good old-fashioned, very Horowitz self-pat on the back. And this week's question. Is a little bit of a true or false? So, true or false? Billy Kidman is the only person to have three consecutive pinfalls over Hulk Hogan. So, if you think you know the answer to that, go ahead and email us at askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com. Go ahead and throw in the subject line, episode 20, trivia question. Or you can answer on any one of the social media posts promoting this episode of the podcast. So that's all we got. That's it. I'd like to say uh, thanks again, guys, for having me on. Uh, it's always fun when the MVP is here. Always fun when the MVP is here. He's the uh, he's the cocaine dealer I never knew I needed. <laughs> I did bring coke tonight. He's uh, he's not lying. Uh, actually, before the the podcast, me and Garrett were hanging out in his. Uh, 1983 uh, Chevrolet uh, snorting uh, rails right off the dashboard out at a cookout up the road here. For old good time's sakes. I was half expecting to be coke strippers when I came in, but there's nothing. I did not bring the strippers this time. Uh, maybe next time. Garrett would have scared them away. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up episode 20 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. Thank you all for taking some time out to listen to us during the course of your day, your week, your daily commute to work, your time in the shower. You could have been watching porn, but you decided to listen to the WrestleGeddon Podcast. And we, we appreciate you for that. And have a happy uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, stay away from the romaine lettuce. Uh, uh, you may yes. shit. Uh, you say that? Uh, it's very possible. <laughs> And stay away from those eggs because they may be filled with gobbly googers. Yeah. And uh, when it out, fuck this shit. Woo woo. And as Brother Love says, oh, love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Right. And with that, we will chat with you all next week for episode 21 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. Once again, I am the Heat. Chris, I had a Joel Gertner quote, but I forgot it, Matthews. <laughs> and I'm that G-A-R-R-E-T. And I am the coochie cutter Carl Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Stay classy, Marks. (laughs) 
Hey y'all, this is Jim from Jim's Face Paint and Tassels Warehouse. We are your ultimate source for all your face paint and tassel needs, whether you are a superhero or a rock star. We also have a wide variety of colored mists. So if you're looking for more bang for your buck, shop Jim's Face Paint and Tassels at facepaintandtassels.com. Woo!